G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Well, a great opportunity today to get some insights into what's happening in the Middle East. And of course, as you know, there are significant things happening right now. There's breaking news, the headlines all about northern Iraq and the pursuit of those forces trying to retake the city of Mosul in northern Iraq. And the headlines are very significant. Choking clouds of smoke coming from oil wells set ablaze by the Islamic State as Iraqi forces battle to retake Mosul in the military's biggest operation for years. Well, there are some organisations that are working on the ground in northern Iraq And we'll talk about other places around the Middle East too and with the major upsets and things that have happened with the movement of refugees uh, throughout the Middle East and into Europe. Well, a wonderful privilege today to talk to Dan Stevens, who works with Samaritan's Purse. In fact, he's a technical advisor for Samaritan's Purse. In other words, someone who arrives on the ground and sets up Samaritan's Purse bases and trains people to be involved in care for individuals. Well, Dan Stevens joining us to talk through some of the things that are happening. Hello, Dan. Welcome along to 2020. Hi, Neil. Thanks so much for having me. Oh, Dan, great to hear from you, and particularly at a time like this when there are significant things happening uh, with the retaking of the city of Mosul. Uh, You were in northern Iraq as early as just last week. What were your impressions about how things were unfolding with some of the increased military activity there. Yeah, uh, yes, sir, I was. I was just there uh, with Samaritan's Purse with our disaster assistance response teams. Uh, we had teams that were uh, operating uh, in areas uh, that were being uh, recently liberated uh, by, the, by the Iraqi uh, armed forces, um, areas that had been under uh, ISIS control for two, almost three years. Um, and the, the the people had just kind of really suffered some of the some of the the repercussions of living uh, living uh, under the control of ISIS for that time. Um, so yeah, our our, our Samaritan's Purse we had um, disaster responders that were there uh, providing providing food, providing uh, fresh water uh, to people that were that were fleeing those fleeing those conflicts. Um, yeah, it was uh, it was it was it was quite the experience. You know, we uh, a lot of times we were. Um, we were entering into villages or communities that were uh, had only you know days before been uh, been, been been liberated and uh, able to just kind of bring uh, kind of really really life saving uh, supplies and support um, to those people uh, the civilians there that have been affected by the by the ongoing fighting. Are we talking about just the basics for survival when you are on the ground and you're working with people who are in those circumstances, Dan? Well, you know, with, with, with any kind of disaster emergency response, there's always going to be phases of the response. You know, the, the, after the immediate onset, you know, our, our, our goal is to, is to save lives, you know, save lives reduce suffering by any, any means that we can. Um, so typically in the early stages of, a, of whether it's a, you know, a, 
a, a major international disaster like an earthquake or a or a you know a tsunami or something like in Iraq where you're dealing with a uh, uh, the, the results of of a, of a conflict or an armed conflict. Um, our first goal is just to bring in whatever medical aid, uh, um, clean water, food, just just enough aid to really save lives and, um, and you know start start you know restoring people. Um, from that, you know, we'll we'll you know uh, typically in a situation like northern Iraq, so then you'll have large refugee camps that are then forming, um, and then uh, you know Samaritan's Purse will will be there usually for months, sometimes years, uh, even after the conflict, uh, working in those camps, helping people rebuild their lives. Um, so it's kind of a you know a, a phased approach. And Dan, I guess it's fair to say that in some of those conflict zones in northern Iraq, uh, there haven't been Christians there for some time because uh, from the headlines we might read, uh, many of the Christians have either been killed or been forced to leave by way of becoming refugees and getting out of the country altogether. As I imagine, the sorts of people you're helping primarily are people who've suffered under the hands of ISIS, but they're probably coming from Muslim backgrounds. Yes, that's true. Um, yeah, un, uh, unfortunately, as you as you as you uh, ha- had mentioned, um, Christians face very heavy persecution uh, in in northern Iraq. Um, so a lot of them have been have been forced to flee as refugees to other areas, or else they were um, they were you know attacked, they were targeted, killed. Um, very very terrible things happening to the to the Christian community. Um, but yeah, as, uh, as as you also mentioned, a lot of the work that we were doing um, was for uh, Muslims or non-Christians, or you know whoever whoever the people there that were that were, that were needing needing help. Um, and I think that was one of the one of the most uh, kind of kind of exciting things that um, Samaritan's Purse could come in as a Christian organization. Um, you know, some of the some of these, some of these people that have been living under ISIS-controlled areas two three years, they've been living under ISIS and just horrible horrible experiences um and i mean how i I just think it's so uh such an incredible opportunity um that you know sometimes the first time as they're as they're finally escaping isis control um there's you know christian people that are there that are handing them food handing them water you know telling them you know you know god loves you you know you know god bless you like we're, we're bringing you this this aid in the name of jesus christ um, I just think it's a phenomenal opportunity um, that we can be there and kind of just really display the gospel um, to these to these folks. And Dan, of course, as some of those towns become liberated, uh, what structures are still standing by way of churches? No doubt there'll be a Christian presence coming back into those towns. Are you able to shed any light on on some of those sorts of activities of Christians returning to those? those villages that uh, they were a part of before? Um, so when I, so from, from my experience, uh, just r- recently being, being in Iraq, um, yeah, a lot of the, uh, a lot of these towns we saw were just, you know, they were, they were pretty badly, pretty badly destroyed. Um, I think it's going to be kind of a long process for people to come in and, and uh, rebuild their lives. Um, we did, unfortunately, see a lot of the Christian churches were uh, were targeted. Um, you know, you've got you have um, you had an ex- an ex- you know, a lot of times an extremist uh, you know uh, you know Muslim uh, group like, like like ISIS that that really did hate Christians and hated the churches and they and they targeted them in these areas and destroyed a lot of them. Um, but you know, a lot of those 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 Christian people in the Christian community 
uh, even though they're scattered, even though they're, they're even though they're oppressed, they're still very very strong. Um, and you know the, the the people are are coming back. Um, they are going to going to rebuild. And just it's very encouraging. Just you know the ones that you meet. The, we we met several pastors and um, several several Christian folks there that you know said. Yeah, they they would tell you, you know, we 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 we've seen horrible things, we've experienced horrible things, but you know, God is still good. Like God is still sovereign. Um, and uh, and they and it's just encouraging to see, you know, the that that uh, you know that uh, tenacity within the, in the face of opposition. And of course, there you are on the ground, actually in northern Iraq, but you're also on the periphery around Iraq and around Syria, where all of the conflict has been going on. And Samaritan's Purse working right there in refugee camps and oftentimes greeting refugees when they come to the borders. Yeah, that's uh, that that's true. Um, just just last year, I had the opportunity to uh, to work with Samaritan's Purse uh, teams in Greece. Um, we were on uh, we were on five different islands um, in the in the in the Aegean Sea. Um, I was working on the island of uh, of Lesbos. Uh, which is the kind of the one of the larger islands where the majority of the refugees from Syria uh, were were arriving, uh, and I can just say it was um, uh, probably one of the most uh, impactful experiences of my life um, to be there on the beach um, while these refugees are coming in, and you know, small little dinghies, little rafts, sometimes fifty, sixty people crammed onto this tiny little boat, children. Women, um, and then they come and they're they're just so scared. There's so much fear, and you know you think of our, think from their perspective, they have no idea what they're going to experience, what they're going to see when their when their boat hits the hits the shore, um, and just uh, ha- the opportunity that we had to be there, uh, and when their boat lands and you know take their children into our arms, who are you're soaking wet, you know, and be there, provide them, like, give them a blanket, give them. Give them dry clothes. Uh, give them a bottle of water, and you can just uh, you can. I, I remember just being able to physically see people's the people's facial expressions just change from fear to just relief, um, and just know that you know we were they were they were there and that we were there to help them. Uh, it was such a powerful experience, and a lot of these people, um, a lot of them coming from Syria, had probably probably never even met a Christian in their life. Um, and for the first time, uh, for us to be there and just be able to um, just 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 offer them aid and in, in, in that kind of way, it was an amazing, amazing gospel opportunity. Well, Dan Stevens is our guest. Dan, stay with us. We'll come back and continue our conversation in just a short while. Dan Stevens works with Samaritan's Purse. He's a technical advisor for Samaritan's Purse. And uh, Dan, I want to ask you about what's known as the human highway into Europe. And uh, we'll talk some more about, uh, as you're talking about, the island of Lesbos and of Greece and of those Syrian refugees. We'll continue our conversation in just a short while. Well, we're taking a little time to get some great insights from one of the team leaders of Samaritan's Purse working there in the Middle East and into Europe when it comes to the overflow of refugees out of places like Syria and northern Iraq. And our guest is Dan Stevens, a team leader who works with Samaritan's Purse. He's a technical advisor for Samaritan's Purse. So goes in ahead of 
when there is real necessity for supporting people, sets up Samaritan's Purse bases, trains people to be able to be uh, able to deal with all of the challenges that are coming from refugees. Dan Stevens, we talked about you being uh, just recently, I think it was uh, through the year, on the island of Lesbos as refugees were flowing out of Syria and on what is called the hi- the human highway into Europe. Uh, how significant is that flow continuing of refugees at this time? Have things slowed down? Um, I think compared to this time last year, uh, things 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 have slowed down. Uh, I think when I when I was on I was on Lesbos um, in November of last year, and uh, we were still seeing seven eight thousand people every single day uh, that were arriving. Um, now the flow has uh, ha- has decreased a little bit. You know, uh, I- I'm not exactly sure of the, the exact number, but you know, there's been um, a difference in the, uh, the 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 countries in Europe that are they're willing to to receive these folks as well as the uh, the, the political situation with with Turkey. Um, but still, um, you know, Samaritan's Purse still has a, a large team on the ground uh, in Greece, also in Turkey. Uh, where we're where we're working to uh, to, to continue to support those, the the needs of those people that are that are still traveling along that route. Dan, as I understand it, most of the refugees that came out of Syria and were uh, on that uh, human highway into Europe, that most of them were actually men. Now we might assume that it would be women and children who'd be actually uh, the first to get out and become refugees. But uh, why is, what is the reason that most of those refugees were men? So, um, you, you know, one of the, the, the first of all, I want to say, yeah, it's true. I would say the, the majority of the, uh, of, of those, uh, of those moving did, did, did seem to be men. Um, there was a couple different reasons for that. Um, you know, when we were there and we were, we were actually talking to these, uh, to, the, to these folks as they were as they were passing by, um, some of the stories that they told us, um, it, 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 it was it, it's an incredibly dangerous journey, um, you know. Of uh, just imagine from their perspective of being a being a refugee, not 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 knowing the language, not knowing the culture, not knowing how they they would be ex- accepted. Countries putting up, you know, fences and closing borders and. Um, it, very easily being able to get taken advantage of by 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 smugglers. Um, so one of the actually one of the main reasons, if you actually talk to these men, a lot of times they would tell you, you know, um, our family is back in Syria, our family's in refugee camps in Turkey. Um, we are going ahead um, to to kind of to to lead the way. Um, to you know, there a lot of times you would talk to these men and they're actually calling back their families and giving them give it like helping them uh, understand. How, like, how to move along the, the the human highway, how to cross borders, how to do it safely, um, and then finally getting to the final destination and trying to establish some kind of life um, before bringing their bringing bringing their family, bringing their children uh, along this dangerous journey. Um, so that was actually one of the one of the big things that we found when we actually talked to these men um, that were that were that were traveling. And so when you're involved with relief, as you do with Samaritan's Purse, there is a sense in which you're paying special attention to women and children, but you recognise that men, in most cases, quite authentically, actually trying to find a better place for their families. Yes. I mean, I think 
I think we are seeing that in a, in a, in a lot of cases, you know, um, and it's, uh, you know, I, I, I can think of, um, yeah, so many, so many stories of both women and, and, and children and men and just families that we, that we talk to along, along the way, um, of that, of that, of, the, of that path moving, moving into Europe. Um, and you know, it's, uh, it's one of those things that it's, it's difficult, you know, because you you don't you don't know you don't know who these people are. You know, it's true. There's there's there is a lot of fear um, surrounding, you know, the uh, the you know migrants and refugees and like who are these people? Who are their their allegiances to? And I and I and I get that. I understand that. Um, you know, and I think that a lot of times countries do have have uh, a responsibility um, to protect their their you know their to protect their, their citizens and to know who's, who's coming into their country. Um, from, from, from my perspective, though, from being there, um, from, from seeing it, you know, um, I tend to try to look at it, you know, I can, to me, I, I can kind of clearly separate some of the, some of the responsibilities of a, of a government from the obligations of a Christian and a follower of Christ. And um, you know, when, when we're there and, uh, and we're actually seeing these people and talking to these men and women, um, and just being able to, to, to be there and provide them with the physical aid um, in it to be of those to, 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 to pray with them, to speak words of, 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 of truth to them. You know, I think uh, a lot of ways that's, that, that's really that's really all we have, you know. Um, I, uh, in order to speak, speak the words of, of uh, yeah, just the words of Jesus Christ and the words of truth in order, in order to change hearts, you know, I think that's kind of a, just a very uh, incredible opportunity. Well, certainly a lot of our listeners will appreciate the link between Samaritan's Purse and the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association and uh, the good work that's being done by way of relief and this Christian foundation to Samaritan's Purse. For those who are supporting or thinking of supporting in some way Samaritan's Purse and the efforts that are going on in so many places, not just in the Middle East that we're talking about and into Europe, but places like North Africa and South Asia as well, how would you like Australians to respond uh, by way of prayer and support for what's happening with Samaritan's Purse? Yeah, that's a a great question. I think, first of all, just, um, you know, praying... uh, Praying for uh, for kind of just just kind of the the victims of the of, of the conflict in the world, you know. There's there's uh, you know I think there's 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 more refugees now than there in the world than there have been since uh, since the end of of World War II, and there's just um, there's just so many people that are that are in need of both physical and spiritual restoration. Um, so I think just praying for the conflict, praying uh, also for Samaritan's Purse. We have staff all over the world that are that are working in these countries. A lot of dangerous areas. Um, I can think specifically of our staff currently in northern Iraq. You know, on the outskirts of the city of Mosul. Um, our staff in in South Sudan. Uh, our staff in uh, you know other parts of the world. Um, I think praying for the the safety of our staff that we would have good uh, yeah and good opp- opportunities. Um, to just share share the gospel with with, with folks, um, and then I think lastly is just you know um, financially as well. You know it takes um, you know we uh, we 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 always say that uh, you know God God God's work will never lack God's 
God, God's funding, God's, you know, God's money. Um, so we, um, we truly believe in faith that the, uh, that, that, you know, God, God will provide, um, for us to do this work and continue because, because ultimately he cares about this mission, um, more than, more than, more than we do. Um, and it's, uh, so, but, you know, just continually to pray, uh, that the, uh, that yeah, the funds will come when we need them for the right for uh, for the for the right responses and for the right uh, areas of work. Well, you certainly do outstanding work with Samaritan's Purse, and for those listeners that would like to make contact and be a supporter of Samaritan's Purse, as we're hearing about the issues that are going on in northern Iraq and as we discuss things like the human highway into Europe or discussing the work of Samaritan's Purse bringing relief in so many places like the Middle East and North Africa and South Asia. There is a website you can go to. It's samaritanspurse.org.au samaritanspurse.org.au for your opportunity to support the work that's going on there. Dan Stevens, our guest, he works with Samaritan's Purse as a technical advisor someone who sets up the base and trains individuals to be able to deliver that relief aid to people who are in the most dire of circumstances. Dan, just great getting your insights today. Thanks so much for sharing them with us on 2020. Great. Thank you for having me, Neil. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.